a presentation of the Rio Grande Oil Company. Los Police calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 67 regarding a murder. Mad Serber, undercover wound for the narcotic squad, found dead this morning. That's all. Rules and first. <laughs> Lopez. Yeah? 
What else? I hang out at Freddy's down on Spring Street. You know the joint? Well, I know where it is, but I never gave it much of a play. Well, you start hanging around down there. If this gets on the level, these two boys will uh, soon get next to you. What do you mean? Oh, you know what I mean, Mad. You look like a hype. Well, don't rub it in, Cap. I can't help it if they put me on the stuff while I was in the hospital that time. Oh, I know that, Mad. That's an indelible mark on you. That's what makes you so valuable to us, Mad. You're looked upon, but you aren't a user, and therefore you're reliable. I'll do anything I can to stop the use of drugs. You know that. Even when you get them legally, like I did, to stop pain, the results are terrible. Thank heavens they finally cured me. Yeah, if they hadn't, we'd be looking for you instead of working with you. That's <laughs> right. Well, Mad, you start making for these joints. Get acquainted with these two Chileans. You got their names? Ruben Romano and Alfred Lopez. That's right. I'll make a buy off them. Establish yourself. And then when you make arrangements for a second buy, we'll send a couple of men along with you and knock them over. Yes, sir. And watch your step, Mad. These guys don't like undercover women. Don't worry. I can take care of myself. For several days, Mad hangs around Freddy's joint on Spring Street, casually observing the habitual making covered inquiries until she discovers the identity of Romano and Lopez. With the subtle tricks known to experienced women, she insinuates her presence upon the two South Americans without so much as exchanging a word with them. Then, one day... Look, Alfeo, where's his feet? Oh, there's a woman who looks like a narcotic. The one who's always here alone. Where is she? In the boot of the bar. What do you say, amigo? Our work is done. Could we have a little pleasure? We might be up some more business for our return. Why not? Her skin is very white. She's a little old, but her skin is white. Why not? Come on. Buenos dias, senorita. Oh, hello, boy. We saw you alone, senorita, and we wondered if you would honor us by briefing you. Sure, I don't mind if I do. <laughs> Sit down. Oh, muchas gracias, senorita. Uh, may I present myself? I am Alfredo Lopez. This is my friend, Rubino Romano. Hmm, a couple of Mexican boys, huh? We are Chileno, senorita. Chilean? Well, what's the difference so long as you have the price of a drink? <laughs> <laughs> and what will the lovely senorita drink? Can you have a straight whiskey? Straight whiskey? The senorita likes the, uh, what you say, the, the cheek, huh? <laughs> it's me, boy. You <laughs> <laughs> know, I'm sure we'll be good friends. Waiter, three weeks. Yes, you boys are fluent, ain't you? I ain't seen you around before. You haven't? We've been here every day. We've seen you for nearly a week now, every day. And every day we have wanted to speak to you. Oh, come on now, Kitty. Don't hand me that. <laughs> this is one of my spots, and I don't remember seeing you around. We are visiting your lovely city. Don't we go back to Chile? Yeah, it's good. I figured we might get better acquainted. Yes, huh? Three whiskeys. Well, you've money in your eyes, boys. Ah, 
Detective Lieutenant Warren to accompany her to the rendezvous with the dope smugglers. Warren disguises himself in rough clothes, and the next day he and Mags present themselves at the Mateo Street address precisely at four o'clock, while Detective Lieutenant Murphy parks nearby in a police car. Now remember, you're Charlie, and you're an old pal of mine, see? Yes, Warren, and don't worry about me. You just get out of the way if there's any shooting. Murphy and I'll handle that end of it. Okay, let's get in here. Ring the bell. Hello, pal. Well, I've come for the stuff. You have not come alone. No, of course not. I told you Charlie's the boy who has the jack. Charlie, this is uh, Senor Lopez. Oh, hiya, Senor. I like you, Senorita. Now, listen here, Lope, old kid. You've got nerves like an old lady. <laughs> Charlie's okay, and he's got dough. We're both in a bad way, and we want to give up the spell. Come on, don't keep us standing out here in the cold. Mm, very well, if you say so. You have any money, Senor? Sure. Take a look at this roll. Well, no. Come in, please. Rubin! Oh, no stranger, pal. This is my friend Charlie. He's got to go. Oh, I see. Oh, bueno, Yeah, that's a good little bueno. Yeah, see, me parece también. Bueno. Would you like to me? Yeah, let me sample it. Mmm, feels all right. Tastes better. Yeah, it's good stuff. How much do you want? There are two answers here. Uh, Eighty dollars a month, senor. It'll be one hundred and sixty dollars. One hundred and sixty. There you are, I got it. Mmm, it's a gracious, senor. Hey, when can I get some more of this? It looks okay to me. We will let you know. I will tell you, senor. Oh, fine. It's just then. Now you can stick them up. You're under arrest. What do you see, Oh, no, you don't. Stop or shoot. Get out of the way, man. Oh. Now, you, Lopez, come back here. You killed my child. And you, senorita, you are policy a fool. No, man, it's all the time. You took me out of the stall. 
Detective Warren's bullet ends Romano's life as he attempts to escape. But Lopez is placed in custody and charged with violation of the State Poison Act. Facing deportation to Chile, he is held in the Los Angeles County Jail. And there he strikes up an acquaintance with a huge Negro. What are you all in here for, Mexican? They're not a Mexican. I come from Chile. Chile? <laughs> Most likely you're all going to a place that ain't uh, Chile, though. Oh? You don't understand. Uh, what are you all in here for? What they arrest you for? Narcotics. You know? I'm in for the same thing. The school people did it for me. The woman. And they killed my friend. How's that, boy? A damn thing got you here? What's her name? You all remember? Mad, she called herself Mad. But that no count tramp? What she look like? Old white face and yellow hair. Is that the one? Yeah, that's uh, she got me sent up too. Said you wanted to buy some snow and when I got some for her. She put the coppers on me. So I said, don't make it out of here. I will revenge myself. I will take her life. Just the way she made them take the life of my friend. Well, you ain't going up forever. This violating the state poison act, well, they only be wrapped for a few years. They won't send me to the penitentiary. They will send me back to Chile. I can never come back to this country. And I want that woman out of the way. Well, uh, look you here, boss. Uh, I'm still going to be here. What do you mean? They send me away for a few years, and then I'll be out again. I could arrange to bump off if you want me to. You would? Sure. Of course, it would cost you some money. It was. It was money to revenge, my friend. How much would it cost you? Well, now, seeing as how I've got a grudge against that damn myself, I'll, uh, I'll bump her off for you for only $25. $25. I'll pay it. I'll send it to you as soon as I get back to see her. I may be sure you get her out of your way for good. No, don't worry, boss. When I bump them off, they say bump. Lopez is deported to Chile. The Negro is sent to San Quentin. Several years passed. Evil years for the dope peddlers who crossed the path of Mag Serber, undercover woman. And then one day, a few months ago, Mag walked into the office of Captain Pitwood of the narcotics squad. Hello, Mad. Hello, Where have you been seeing yourself, Mad? Haven't seen you for a long time. Hello, I've been around keeping my eyes open. Yeah, what's the job? I got a line with some boys putting out coke in the black jack. Well, that's how you load on. I'll send some men out there. I'll work it, Eddie. Central Avenue is a pretty dangerous place for a woman to work. Listen, Eddie, I'm too old a hand at this game to let that worry me. Well, you'd better let me send a man along with you. I'll be okay. I'll get tired of my way. Those coppers of yours still look like coppers, no matter how you dress them up. Yeah, well, I still think it's dangerous. Don't you worry, Eddie. Just stand by, and I'll tip you off, and I'm ready to make the bar. So Mag plays it her way. Frequents the beer gardens along Central Avenue. Makes casual contact with men she suspects of being dope peddlers. And then one part of the evening, accompanied by an escort, she is seated at a table in a black and tan resort when three Negroes enter the place and stroll toward the bar. Boy, you all the five for so eyes, Billy. Yeah, man. 
What do you know about a fight out front last night? I don't know nothing about no fight. Don't give us the runaround. A white woman was knocked down last night out in front of your place. This morning, she was dead. Hey, yeah. And you know what that means. Yeah, but uh, I didn't have nothing to do with it. We're not saying you did. But you do know who did it. Listen here, white man. I'm fixing to caress no razor between my ribs. No, sir. You better come clean with us, or you may find it tough to get a license to sell beer. You all can't put me out of business. I didn't say we could, but we might make it pretty tough for you. Now, look here. This thing is serious. If you know what's good for you, you'll come clean. Well? Come on, spill. Give. Or else. Well, you, you might ask the Wiltshire about it. Who's the Wiltshire? Just the Wiltshire. And then there's B.W. B.W. What does that mean? Well, it gives them a measure. Wiltshire and B.W. All right, come on, talk. Uh, I can't say nothing more. Only... There's the Welcher pulling away from the curb with yeah. that gal in the front seat. Come on, Sam. The detectives tail the Welcher to a house on the side street off Central Avenue. They see him leave the woman in the car and enter the house. Then they pull up behind the Negro's car and Felkus casually saunters up to it. Oh, hello there, sister. Where's the uh, Welcher? Welcher? He just went in the house. Oh, thanks. That's all I wanted to know. Oh, come on, Sam. Yes. Lancy, you and Smith go down to the back. And you, sister, keep your crap shut. What's your old wall? Is the, uh, Welcher here? The Welcher? I don't know no Welcher. Yeah? Oh, we know better. No, please come in here. We're police officers and we're coming in. Let's go. There's something moving behind that curtain. Come out of there. Pull the curtain. What y'all want? I ain't done nothing. Benny did it. Where is Benny? Benny, he skipped town. I don't know where he is. Yeah? Well, you're coming along with us. Maybe a night in jail will refresh your memory. <laughs> and his pal, Tommy Washington, picked up later, convinced the officers that all those present at the time of the argument, they did not strike the fatal blow, expressing their willingness to turn state's evidence and thus escape accusation of complicity in the case, they furnished police with a description of their friend, Benny Watson, actual murderer of Mad Serby. Watson's description and fingerprints are broadcast all over the country, but for several weeks, nothing has heard of him. Then, in a magistrate's court in Louisville, Kentucky, Sixty days. Oh, dear, dear, your honor. That's a long, long time. I ain't done nothing. I was just walking down the street. I was on my way to Memphis, Jed. Well, we aren't anxious to put our girls up with vigilance. You pay the cost, I'll give you a suspended sentence, providing you keep right on going to Memphis. Yes, uh, Judge, yes, I, I'll do that. Uh, uh, what will the cost be, sir, uh, Your Honor? Four dollars and sixty cents. Four dollars and sixty cents. Uh, but, Judge, I only got two dollars. I'll have to go to jail. But I got an overcoat. I could talk that if Your Honor would let me. 
Ought to get two dollars and sixty cents for that. Uh, well, if you can raise the fine, you'll be released. Thank you, old Jed. Thank you. And I promise I'll never come back to Louisville no more, no how. What the unfortunate Negro can raise only two dollars on his overcoat. Lacking the required 60 cents for his fine, he wires collect to his sister in Jackson, Mississippi, requesting funds. Next day, the chief of detectives in Louisville received a routine report from the Federal Bureau of Identification in Washington. Well, Ed, this is a break. Oh, well, Chief, just a minute. Bring down that prisoner who spoke to Sandy Gibson. Oh, what do you want with that bag? He isn't a bag. He's wanted some murder in Los Angeles. What? Yeah. <laughs> they sent his mug and prints into Washington as a matter of routine. And here comes the answer that his real name is Benny Watson. He bumped off an undercover woman on the coast. Hey, Gibson, please. Send him in. Well, uh, you done come, Chief. Here it is. Here what is it? Uh, that 60 cents I'm on the city of uh, Louisville. My sister sent it to me in the afternoon mail. Here you are. Uh, that makes it square. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll be going down to Memphis now. Not so fast, Watson. What's that? What do you say? I said Watson. Oh, my name's Gibson. Yeah? Well, let's call you Watson for fun. That same mail that brought you the 60 cents also brought me some good news. Yeah? I'm so glad to hear that, Chief. I'm not so sure that you will be. The news is that your real name is Benny Watson, and you're wanted in Los Angeles for murder. <laughs> Detective Pat Brown is sent from Los Angeles to Louisville to bring Watson back. For two days, the Negro refuses to discuss his case as the two sit cooped in a compartment on the transcontinental train. Then he breaks and admits his guilt. But to him, his misfortune is not completely clouded with bad luck. For he observes to Lieutenant Brown, You know, Mr. Brown, it's a mighty lucky thing for me that they didn't catch me down there in the Mississippi Valley. Like as not, they'd have lost me. You know, Mr. Brown, them white folks down there, they just ain't civilized. Benny Watson was a fortnight ago found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to serve from one to ten years in San Quentin penitentiary. But this all-too-lenient punishment can in no way make up for the loss sustained by the police department in the death of valued attache Mad Server, undercover woman. Thank you, Chief David. Ladies and gentlemen, let me call your special attention to the year's biggest bargain in motor oil, an oversized quart for a quarter. Every can of Sinclair Opaline motor oil is sealed at the refinery with two extra ounces in each quart can. And this is unusual motor oil. It has won international fame. On the reputation of Opaline oil, Sinclair has built the world's largest independent oil business. Sinclair Opaline is used by the Army, the Navy, by leading transcontinental railroad and airplane lines. Such tremendous sales permit Sinclair to give you a sealed can of oil that should sell for 30 cents. 
when you get an oversized quart for a quarter. It's a sensational value. And you can get Sinclair Opaline motor oil wherever you fill up with Rio Grande cracked gasoline. And by the way, don't forget to ask your Rio Grande dealer for the new March issue of the free Calling All Cars News. Regarding a murder, the specialist case is now in custody. That's all. Go and be quick. This is your narrator, Cedric Lindsay, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.